Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Good afternoon and welcome to Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. And this is our debut show. We are so glad that you are listening with us today. You want to say hello, Vince? Uh, Good afternoon. I'm Pastor Vince Haney with Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. Why do we do the show? You know, I, I guess probably what we need to start off with here, at least in this initial show, is to kind of talk to people a little bit about why we're doing the show. I know maybe my my reasons were a little bit different than yours. What? Why? Why were you excited about doing this show? Well, I'm always excited about the Word of God, and uh, I think as ministers of the gospel, as ministers of re- reconciliation, ambassadors for Christ, we have we have a command to go and preach the gospel to all the world. And, and in Romans one seventeen it says, The just, that's us who've been declared righteous, shall live by faith. And then it tells us in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I think that was my uh desire for doing the show because I, I saw a lot of believers they wasn't living by faith. They were living by foolishness or presumption. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And I believe living by faith is live, is doing what Jesus said. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And I think we should be not just hearers of the word, but doers. Scripture says if we're hearers only, we're deceiving ourselves. But if we're doers of the word, we'll be blessed in what we do. And I, and I know God desires his people to be blessed. Yeah. You know, as you and I have talked in the past, um, as we're leading up to this show over the last few months, um, the scripture says, Paul writes, that there'll be people in the last days who have a form of godliness, but understanding not the power thereof. And, you know, we've talked about that issue a lot. And I think that that kind of sums up the church in America in a lot of ways, is that we have a form of godliness. We go to church and we we sing the hymns or the choruses or whatever, and we stand up when the people tell us to stand up, and we sit down when we're told to sit down, and we give our offering, and, and we're at work days or whatever. But we've forgotten the power of God, the power of God to change people's lives. God changes people's lives. He's still in the change business today. The Apostle Paul was going about um, persecuting the church. And probably any of us who would have seen him and known him would have said, well, God needs to do something about that guy. And what we would have meant was God needs to zap him. We need some lightning to hit this guy. And yet what God meant when he was going to do something with him was to change him. And God still changes people today. Well, that, that's what God does. He's a, he's a restorer. He's a builder. He likes to take the ruined places and build them up. That's what he did with me and you when, uh, when we found him, because he wasn't lost, when we found him, we got born again, and he's transforming us. The scripture says we'll be conformed into the image of Jesus, and that's what God does. And uh, interesting you said that, because I was just thinking about that this Sunday, how we've learned a lot of uh, rituals 
on, on Sunday and we, we relegate church to the service on Sundays and then back to Monday, we're back to usual, I'm going to get you, <laughs> doing what the world, being conformed to the world. And I was checking out uh, this young man. A lot of people believe, especially in the black community, they believe uh, having a relationship with God is how you dress up on Sundays. Put you in a nice suit and you go into the building, and then you, you did your church. You went to church. They say we going to church. No, but remember we, we are the church. Going to a building on Sunday to get built up. Yeah, we're not going to the church. So a lot of we got a lot of misunderstanding or misteaching about what it is to be Christ-like or be a part of the body of Christ or to be children of the Most High God. And that's why the Bible says the just, that's us shall live by faith. And I always ask the question, how often do we live if you're on the earth? Every day. <laughs> right. So every day Not we should Not just on be, Sunday for an hour. Right, right, right. Every day we should be living by faith. And again, for me, faith is living by the word of God. So if God says, this is who you are, this is what you have, this is what you can do, you got to start believing that. And like we said earlier, acting on that. And as you act on that, you got to expect to receive what God said you would receive. He says you're you're more than a conqueror. Well, you got to believe that and receive that and act like that. Don't act like you're defeated. If he said, Gideon, you're this. You're a mighty man of valor. Mighty man, mighty man of uh, warrior of God, you know, and I, and sometimes you think, well, he probably looked around and said, who's he talking yeah. about? I actually mentioned it. You know, God is the God of impossible. This That was my sermon this last Sunday, is that God is the God of impossible. It is impossible for the Red Sea to be parted and the Israelites to walk across. Mm-hmm. It was impossible for all kinds of things to happen. It's impossible for a virgin to have a baby. I was not a biology major, anatomy major, any other kind of science major like that. But I know it's impossible for a virgin to have a baby. And yet God does it. And he is the God of the impossible. Well, the gospel is not logical. And that's one thing. That's what he means when he said the just shall live by faith. It's not logical. It's not going to make sense to your natural mind, your intellect. That's why the scripture tells us in Romans 12 too, be ye transformed by the what? renewing of your mind. you got to renew your mind to believe the gospel, to believe what God says. Because prior to getting saved, we had our information coming from one source. The Bible calls it that world system, which the devil controls. He was sowing seeds in us and building up a belief system. Now we get born again, saved, justified. Now you got to start believing the gospel. you got to believe you are who God says you have, what God says you can do, and who he says you are. You have to start believing that. And then you got to start acting on that. You know, sometimes we act almost as if we don't believe what the Bible says, I think, as Christians. You know, God God tells us, and, and it can be big things, it can be little things. You know, the Bible says that we're to love our neighbors ourselves. And he doesn't say, love your neighbor as yourself when he's being good to you or she's being good to you. Love your neighbor as yourself when they're mowing your lawn and doing something nice. Love your neighbor as yourself when things are going great. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was talking to somebody last week, and she said, it is too bad that there isn't a book out that tells us how to live. (laughs) And I said, there is. It's called the Bible. And God talks about so many different issues in life, um, from loving your neighbor. How are we going to get along with each other? 
He says that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. He says that we're to esteem others above ourselves. You know, you talked about the world system a little earlier. The world says, look out for number one. I've got to watch out for number one. I've got to take care of me first. And if if I don't do that, nobody will. And God turns that completely upside down. And he says to esteem others above yourself. That if you're going to be the first, you need to be the last. Right. And we often as Christians don't even act as if we believe that. Well, because we don't have an understanding of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the different system. The Bible says in Colossians, we've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness, that world system, into the kingdom of God or into the marvelous light. He said, you were once darkened, but now you're lightened. So he says, walk as children in the light. And a lot of us are still walking as children in the dark, even though we've been born again, we're in the light. So again, it's about mind renewal and living by God's word. By If he says you can to bless those that persecute you, pray for those who spitefully use you. You can actually do that. It's still it's a choice. Are you going to do what the word says do, or are you going to do what your flesh says do? Of course, your flesh, that old sin nature, wants to do what it wants to do. It doesn't want to forgive people. It doesn't want to love your neighbor. It wants to trade an eye for an eye. But again, remember when they were persecuting Jesus? He didn't say, I'm going to get you guys. I'm going to call a legion of angels right now. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was being an example. And that's who we can be. That's who we are in Christ. We just have to choose to walk in the light rather than walk in the darkness. You know, James talks about the faith without works is dead. And so people will say, wait a minute, Paul says we're saved by grace through faith, and it's not by works. And then they'll read that that um, in James where he says faith without works is dead and they say well see there's a dichotomy there there's a contradiction in the bible paul says that we are saved by grace through faith and not by works and here james is saying that we are that faith without works is dead and i tell people no they're both looking at the same thing just from different sides of the coin in the sense that how do you know if a person has faith by what they do The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. How do we know that he believed God? Because he went. And as you and I were talking about before the show began today, his home was there. His people were there. Everything he needed was there. Why would he want to go? And yet God says to go and he went. But here's what we, we quote that scripture, Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him for righteousness. Well, what what part of God did he believe? He believed the word of God, and he acted on it, and he got what the word said he would get. He's the father of many nations. The scripture says right now in Galatians, if you be Christ, you be Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the Bible says Abraham is the father of us all, the father of us all who, who are born again. So Abraham's my spiritual daddy as well. So I guess God did make him a father of many nations because he's the father of the black nation, the white nation, the Indian nation, any group of people that receive Jesus Lord and Savior. Abraham's up in heaven and say, man, I got a lot of kids. <laughs> God, you wasn't lying because it's impossible you lie. We're, we're in Christ, so Abraham is our father. So that's faith on fire. Right. And, <laughs> and this grace comes to anybody who has faith. Every tribe, every nation, every language, 
everybody who has faith in Christ can have God's grace. And there's a, there's the song Amazing Grace. We sing it at our church probably once a month or so. And when you think about it, it is amazing. God's grace is amazing. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve to have God's grace. We didn't earn God's grace. We didn't do anything that God said, well, I have to give them my grace because they were so good. God gives us his grace even when we didn't deserve it because of our faith in Jesus Christ. I I heard a person say once that if it was all on merit, your dog would go to heaven, but you wouldn't make it. And mm-hmm. and that's probably true. We we are not good in and of ourselves. Um, our righteousness is as filthy rags, and so we're all dependent upon God's grace. And and it comes to us through faith. It's through faith. If God said He loves you, and as many as called on His name, He gave them a right the right to be children of God. If He said that in His Word, remember, I always tell people God and His Word are like wet and water. You can't take the wet out of the water. So you can't separate God from his word. If you get God, you get his word. If you get the word, you get God. And again, I wanted to get back to our first question we were talking about before we started to show what we were going to talk about. We said that we were going to talk about what faith is. And you just mentioned we're saved through by grace through faith. And I believe faith is acting on the word of God. Right. It's an action word. It's an action. It's acting. It's first. You may not understand it but you still act on it because remember we were talking about earlier how jesus told peter about paying their taxes he says go to the lake that's an instruction put a hook on your line cast it out the first fish that comes up on the hook open its mouth and get our money out of it he, t- he gave him three things to do he, none of that made sense <laughs> none of it made sense but it made faith because because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god well jesus one of Jesus' names is the Word of God. Peter got the word from the, the original Word of God, Jesus, because in the beginning was the Word, and he acted on it. He did it even though it didn't make sense, and he received what Jesus told him was going to be there. And we talked about the fact that Peter was a fisherman. Peter could have said, wait a minute, Jesus, come you don't on, know man. what you're talking about. Money because, don't come in fish's mouth. Hey, I've now, caught a lot of fish, and I never found any money in now it. He said, he probably said, no, nah, I can go get that fish, and I can sell it and probably get, <laughs> get some money from us. But he says, no, it's gonna, I'm going to mess your head up. It's going to be in his mouth already. You don't have to sell it. So who knows what Peter did with the fish. Maybe he took the money out and threw him back in. So, yeah, uh, you know, and then even more subtly, we hear in Philippians that in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, we're to give everything to God. And then the peace that passes all understanding will be ours. And as Christians, I talk to Christians weekly who are seeking God's peace. They want God's peace, and they wonder why they don't have God's peace. And as I get to talk to them, I realize that they haven't done the first part. They haven't given everything to God in prayer and thanksgiving. They're worrying all the time. They never quit worrying. They worry before they go to sleep. They dream about whatever it is they're worrying about, and then they wake up and start worrying about it again, and they never have God's peace because they don't follow the plan that God has where give it to me in prayer and thanksgiving, and then I'll give you peace. Well, and this is how you can get that peace. This is what I found. You know, God's calling me to be a teacher of the Bible, and I believe he's anointed me to do that. And and just this morning on Facebook, somebody messaged me and asked me to pray for them. They said they were under a spiritual attack. Would I pray for them? And, and, and I agreed to pray for them. But I, I thought, too, because we're all, if you're a Christian, you're in the army of the Lord, and you everybody's under attack. You always, you have an adversary called the devil. So, 
And, and the scripture tells us to keep on the whole armor. Keeping on armor means I, I, I'm in a battle. So if I'm in a battle, he tells us what all those elements of the armor is. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, have your waist girded with the truth, uh, uh, the, the shield of faith, and, and the sword, which is what? The word of God. So when you got all of those things on, you're ready for battle. And, and I thought about the sister that asked me that. I'm like, wow, you know, I don't call anybody to ask them to pray for me because I'm already prayed up. I already know what the scripture says. And I understand how Jesus defeated Satan in the, in the, in the garden, I mean, in the wilderness when he was tempted by Satan. You know what, how Jesus defeated him? He kept on saying one thing. It is written. It is written. It is written. God says. It is written. <laughs> and that's all we got to say. That's how you defeat. That's how you get that peace that you were just talking about. You can find peace because the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful. So all you got to do is take that word as a seed and plant it and meditate on it. It'll give you peace. When I'm going through stuff, I get that word of God. I start meditating on it. Scripture says in Philippians, think on these things. What sort of things are good, perfect, pure, lovely, of a good report? Well, that's God's word. The Bible says every word of God is pure. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, so you got to know what the word says in order to uh, to have that peace. If you don't have uh, the word of God inside of you, you're not going to have peace. And that's what it means when the Bible says in Romans 117, the just shall live by faith. Faith in God's word is one. And faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. You have to get God's word inside of you and let that be your weapon. That's what's going to give you the peace. See, I think sometimes people get tired of pastors always talking about, you need to read your Bible. You need to read your Bible. Well, because, you do. <laughs> you better. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I, people think, oh man, I, I, every pastor I ever had told me I need to read my Bible more. Every pastor I ever heard says you need to read your Bible. But it's the Word of God. That's how we're going to grow our faith. That's how our faith is going to expand is by knowing what it is that God has to say well, about and, things. And Jesus, I didn't say that. If you want to get mad at somebody about saying read your Bible, get mad at Jesus because he said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word, word. that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. See, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. Not just every word that is ever spoken but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. Right, or every word that's in line with God's word. You can speak in line with God's word and not your circumstances. Like, I always use this one. I walk in divine health. And, and you know why? Because the scripture says, by his stripes, I am healed. Am means right now. I'm healed right now. So I meditate on that. I speak that constantly. I declare that sickness and disease has no right to come upon my body because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking in line with what God's word says. He said he'll take sickness out of the midst of me. So I believe, that's where my faith said, Richard, I believe sickness doesn't have a right to come upon me. Now, it may do a sneak attack on me, but it doesn't have a right. But once I find out it came upon me, now I'm going to war against it. And guess what? I'm going to use the war against it. The word of God. The word of God. Yeah. See, and I guess that's where we're all at as believers. The only thing that we have is the word of God. That's it. But <laughs> Man should not live by bread alone. That's so, all we got. So why is it that so many Christians don't? Why is it that, you know. And, My and I people guess are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. Right. And, and scripture says in Colossians, Paul prayed that you may be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will so once and all again, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Once again, we come to the premise of this show. We're trying to help people realize it's they like need the faith. what? Faith in they, God. They, they need, need the, word. the word. They need the word. you got to have the word. The but, Bible says this. Let me say this real quick. God says, heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall by no means, it, it shall endure forever. 
And then God says over in Isaiah, he watches over his word to perform it. His word that goes out does not return void, but it accomplishes what it's sent out to do. And guess what? We have it, when we have it in our heart, we can speak it and send it out. The Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. And as a, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart, bring forth good things. Well, if I got God's word in the good treasure of my heart and I bring it forth and I speak it, release it, it's going to bring forth good things. Just like Jesus when he was battling with Satan. He just used the word of God. That's all we got to use. So it's important that every Christian have understanding of the word of God. You have, you have to get the word in you. See, you know, we're told to resist the devil. You know how we resist the devil is that we draw near to God. That's how we resist the devil. And you use and, the word to resist And use him. God's word. That's, mm-hmm. you know, how we draw near to him. We sometimes think we got to do it on our own. We got to fight the devil on our own. You can't fight the devil on your own. I, I want to tell everybody this. Listen, you can't fight the devil on your own. He's been doing this before you were born. He is an expert at it. And if you try to beat him on your own strength, your own understanding your own knowledge he will beat you every single time we have to stand on the word of god right our scripture says we resist him in the faith well we faith comes by hearing hands god's word you have to beat him up with the word of god that's the only thing he can't stand against the word of god he can't stand against the word of god and that's why christians out there need their faith needs to be ignited you need to get into the word you need to hear the word i don't care if you hear it here or here somewhere else but hear the uncompromised word. Now, it does matter because, you know, you can hear a word from somebody that in authority that don't really know the word. They're speaking out their spirit because a lot of pastors really don't have understanding of the word. I heard it said, and I believe this, anybody can read the Bible, but not everybody has understanding of the Bible. Well, there are people in universities all around this country teaching classes right. on theology right, 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 who right, know right. the Bible forward and backward, but it's done nothing in their life. Right. They don't believe it, actually. Right. They well, know what it says, but they don't believe it. I can go get a ranked center and open up a Bible and tell him to read it. He'll read it, but he has no understanding of it. And remember what Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And speaking the Spirit, you got to be filled with the Spirit in order to get some revelation out of the Word of God. That's why the Pharisees couldn't get it. They wouldn't receive and they didn't have the spirit of believing in them, and it just went right across their head. They, they didn't understand what it was. <laughs> yeah. Right, it went right across their head. So us who are filled with the spirit, we have the authority to, to receive the word and release the word and know it's going to come to pass. You can't live without the word of God. This show should have been called the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So faith on fire. Faith is about the word. You know, when the Magi came to speak to Herod and, and they they said, where is this king of the Jews? Where is he Where is he at? And Herod goes to the teachers of the law, all the scribes and the Pharisees and everybody, and says, where, where is it that he's at? And they knew. They knew he was in Bethlehem. They knew. The scripture had said where he would be born. Mm-hmm. I am always fascinated by the fact that they didn't go. They've heard what the Magi said. They they look at the scripture. They say, he's going to be in Bethlehem, but not one of them goes. Who is it that goes? It's the Magi that go. So mm-hmm. the people that knew, it didn't affect them. And there is a lot of people. I, I heard a lady, I don't know, it must have been 20 years ago now, on TV, and she said, I don't want to let my religion affect my life. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. what? <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, because that's what it's supposed to affect. We're not supposed to go to church on Sunday, sit there for an hour doing what they say to do and sing when they say to do, and even if you mean every word you sing, even if you mean every word you pray, one hour a week is not enough. You don't, you don't go 
I'm going to go to the buffet Sunday after church. I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can, and then I'm not eating again. I'm not eating again till next Sunday. But too many Christians, that's how they live their spiritual life, their spiritual food. They they get fed for an hour on Sunday and say that'll hold me over till next week. Well, I get on people about that too, trying to feed their spirit for an hour and a half on Sunday, and they then they feed their body all throughout the day. So you have to. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to get that word in you daily. If you're, you can speak it yourself. You can meditate on it. You can read it. You can listen to CDs and tapes. Just you can read books. There's all kind of books concerning the word of God, and that feeds your spirit. And your spirit, for the born again believer, your spirit loves to eat the word of God. It loves it. I don't have a problem with hearing the word of God. I'll hear it from anybody, because my spirit gets excited when I hear the word of God and that develops my faith that feeds my faith. And that's why my faith, Richard is constantly on fire because I'm constantly eating it. Well, you know, we've got to be in the word every single day and you know, we're coming to the end of the show. We've got a couple more minutes here. People have to come to some sort of understanding that if you're really going to live by faith, you have to live by the word of God. That's, that's the key. It's even as believers, and I'm not saying people are bad or evil or anything else, even as believers, it's easy for us to let other things come between us and the Word of God. To to realize maybe, and, and maybe somebody's thinking about this for the first time, how many hours a week do you watch TV versus how many hours a week do you read your Bible? And... On a daily basis, how many hours do you, and people will say, well, I just don't have time to read my Bible like you do, Pastor. I just don't have time to read it like other people. You know, you get paid to read your Bible. And yet, (laughs) I I mean, I've actually had people say that to me. You get paid to read yours. If you had to do everything I got to do, you wouldn't have time either. But those same people, it's so easy for us, even as good Christian people, to find time to watch The Bachelor or some the Kardashians or something like that, but we just don't have even a minute to look at our Bible. Well, we have it. We just choose to use our time to do something else. You know, you make choices every day and you have a choice whom you, the scripture says, choose this day who you're going to serve. You know, you're going to serve your flesh or you're going to serve your spirit. And And that's a choice. And the Bible says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So that's what you get. You're only going to get what you put into it. If you don't want to put no time into God, my scripture, my Bible tells me, seek ye first, not second, not third, not fourth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And guess what? All these things will be added to you. And then previous to that, he mentioned all the things that people need concerning life and godliness, clothing, food, shelter, all of that. He said, but you got your priorities mixed up. Choose me first and I'll hook you up. All right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We're good. I'm Richard Hoyt Jr. Thank you, Vince. We will be back tomorrow. And we hope that you will listen to us. And more than that, listen to the Holy Spirit as God uses us. We ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.